The 464th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Claim your risk-free bet of up to $500 over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Download the Game Time app today and use promo code CFBX for 20% off your first purchase. Howdy ho, Degenerinos, and welcome to episode 464 of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. This one is going out to Robles Despanier, who is the talk of the talk of the MMA world. Maybe we'll discuss him soon. Um, thanks for coming to the show. I'm one of your hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. We are back with a UFC event, the second to last UFC event of 2023, the last UFC fight night, I guess it would be, of of 2023 next week we get a pay-per-view and then you can see shuts down for a few weeks um so yeah we got song versus gutierrez coming up this weekend which we will get into shortly we got six fights to break down today on the prelims tomorrow we will do the five fight main card and our fancy dancy picks i'm not doing this alone the man who's actually winning this year he's he's primed to win his first season against me in picking fights, uh, he should have been winning every year, but somehow he, he was not. It's one and only Daniel Gumby Reeland. Hello, I like you make it sound like it's been like a decade of us doing this. It's been it's like <laughs> three, this is our third season, is it not? Yeah, season, third, third year, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we we treat them like seasons, so it's like two, yeah. two, it's two to one, is what you're yeah, saying. It's two to one, and, and the first one was a half a first one was like what a half a year, too. So, yeah, it wasn't even um, a full one. And then, and I, I gotta go back to Ravellis to Spangy, yes. I want to, you know, for those of you who didn't see, uh, 4-0 prospect. Uh, his last three wins have come in a combined 20 seconds. Taekwondo bronze medalist at the 2012 Olympics. Like, a lot of things people like about this guy. Signed immediately right after his last knockout by the UFC. All very Yeah, the event wasn't even uh, over yet. Yeah, it was 10 minutes after, I was told. Yeah, 10 <laughs> yeah. minutes later, he got signed. Um, and, you know, like, the, the UFC has, like, told people in the past, like, just go win this in spectacular fashion and you're yeah. in. I'm sure they told him his his uh, his management team is the one who at least used to represent John Jones. So it's not like they're unfamiliar with the, the UFC right. and their workings and stuff like that. I don't think they represent John anymore, but they used to. Um, and, and so, like, I'm, I'm sure he was like this close and ready to be signed the whole time. But my question for you is, Ooh. <laughs> what god awful what god awful heavyweight do they wheel out to let him? <laughs> decimate first. <laughs> All right. I, I, I'm going to call up the heavyweight roster. I'll, I'll do it off my... You don't have rank. to pick an active person because they love to pull somebody back too. Like That's true. Like That's Chase true. Sherman, uh, it, get ready for your fourth time in the UFC. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say, I haven't seen much of this guy, but no one really has because as you said, he, he does not fight. Uh, does does fight that often. Well, actually, no, he hasn't fought that much and his time in the cage is next to, next to none. Uh, who should they... Who should he beat up? Uh... Andre Olofsky, obviously, Dan. No, 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 no. Actually, no, no. I don't know. It depends on how fast they want to run him <laughs> up, right? Because yeah. the good news about Arlovsky and, and perhaps the matchmaking that's the most important to them, 
The good news yeah. about Arlovsky is it's not like Arlovsky is going to shoot a takedown in 2024, right? Like yep. that's not his style anymore. Yeah. Um, he's like a point fighter from the outside, which is actually probably what they're looking for. Uh, and that's yeah. why I mentioned Chase Sherman, right? Like Chase Sherman yeah. is like, oh, of course, Chase Sherman. Yeah. The, the Lucas pro- Brezhki. Oh, there you go. You could give there him you go. 0 and 3 in the UFC. There you go. Yeah, he's he's still on contract. You can give him one more in there and just. How about you know, Josh Parisian? Oh yeah, that's a good. Although he's See? he's got some he's got some grappling chops too. So like they might yeah. want to be careful on that one. A uh, Carl yeah. Williams would be a good one. Although he's got yeah. takedowns. No, he, Carl he, Williams he's, got he, takedowns. he's won two straight fights too, so they may not want to do that. Um, yeah. I was gonna say, well, I wasn't gonna say, but Shamila Abdurakhimov has lost four straight, but he would be a bad matchup. So yeah, he's yeah, he's got. <laughs> although his wrestling kind of sucks, and he 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 sucks at closing the distance. That's his biggest problem. So and this yeah. guy's. I mean, six, seven with all the reach to go along yeah. with it. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they match make it and how quickly they want him near the top. Because uh, it'll show, like, how much faith they actually have in him and how much they just didn't want him to be in Bellator. <laughs> yeah. Bellator does not exist anymore, Gumby, though. Come yeah, on. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Eight events in 2024. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Eight Bellator <laughs> events in 2024, my friend. Right, right. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, heavyweight's interesting again. It, but we we had a few years where I mean, if they let it, be interesting, if they let Tom Aspinall fight anybody, it'll be interesting, yeah. again, right? They're they're talking. Jelton about- called him out, which uh, bad bad I mean, idea. That's that's the, best, that's the best heavyweight fight you could make right now. I'll tell you what, it's way better than John Jones versus Stipe. I don't want to watch that. Yeah. Nobody's. I don't know why he. he Dana White keeps talking like everybody wants to see that. Do you know anybody? Everybody who, does. Do you know anybody who's clamoring for that fight? Like I don't know. Even, People even are talking. Like, everyone's saying. Everyone's saying it. Dana White is just like a former president of yours, where he, he talks about people are talking. People are talking, and people want this. And people are talking, and, and, and they it's all general generalizations and no actual. <laughs> I don't even, here's a, a follow up question because usually when we're like, I don't want to see it, and then I'm like, but I get why they're making it right. Like I. I didn't want to see Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal. I knew exactly what it looked like. Yeah. But I got why they were making it, right? Like, the promo, beautiful. Easy to make. Uh, the bad blood. The, it used to be backstage. Like, it, it was all perfect. Yep. Do you think you could sell John Jones versus Stipe to a casual fan even? Like, they're now so old that I'm not even sure, like, this new age of casual fan, like, would even be interested in that. And the diehards are all over it. So, I'm not sure it does what he thinks it does. Yeah, I don't remember Stipe being box office gold back in the day either. People That's weren't clamoring true. for Stipe. Like, uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Dana White does what he wants to do, Dan. He does. <laughs> uh, other important news, uh, Gumby shaved, so he looks like a little boy again, right? And uh, <laughs> he's got a hat. It looks like a Dallas Mavericks hat, but it's not. No, it is. No, I'm oh, not it a, is Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, hat. I'm I'm uh, not a Mavs fan, but I really a liked the hat because the logo is always of the Mavericks has always been very sweet. And as you can see by my bobblehead selection in the back, this guy right here yep. uh, was was my favorite basketball player for quite a long time. So uh, shout out to Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, yeah, he he listens, so that's good. good yeah, he, 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 he loves this, so. he loves MMA podcast. That Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah. He sure <laughs> does. He sure does. Um. I guess that's all we really have to talk about. Uh, we talked talk about your hat. We talked about your shape. Perfect. I'm not wearing a Suns hat today, as you'll notice, because after last it night. It looked awful last night. Oh, my God. <laughs> 20, 20 turnovers and what? 21? No, 21 offensive rebounds they gave up or vice versa. It was They both were in the 20s. And he's still and almost. That's, that's a shame, too, because my boy Nurchik, I was really hoping, would have been a shining star for your Suns. Because uh, I loved him when he was a Blazer. 
Nina. He's your boy. He, I think you're the only person who's ever said that about. I really was, liked him when he was a Blazer. I had him on. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, like I used to play him in DFS all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was he was good for 15 points, 12 boards all the time when he was on uh, the Blazers, and now he's uh, worth less than that. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm sure he's on. Uh, knowing knowing about your fantasy team, I'm sure he's on your fantasy team as well, right? <laughs> he is. Uh, not right? this year. This year I didn't get no. him. I, uh, oh, too bad. No. And that, no, it's too not bad. too bad because he sucks. <laughs> he is true. No, he's all right. No, it's true. He sucks. All right. Enough <laughs> talking about all these other sports. Let's talk about what we're here for. What brought us to what you brought your ears to this show and your eyeballs. Thanks for watching on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure, even if you're not watching YouTube, go in there and subscribe with, with your 10 accounts that you have on YouTube. Get our subscriber count up, up, up there. Uh, all right. Before we move on, I can tell you about Bet Rivers, our sponsor. We're brought to you today by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers is available to, in over 14 states plus where I reside, Ontario, Canada. BetRivers has some of the best live betting markets in the space. Their betting menu is second to none, including a ton of props. Depositing, depositing and withdrawing is super easy on BetRivers. And Gummy's going to give you a play of the day for BetRivers. Do you have a play uh, in-season tournament semifinal pick, or what do you have? Ooh, in-season tournament semifinal pick. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take, I'm gonna take uh, in the Eastern Conference one, the Pacers sort of made me believers. Everybody's crapping on the Celtics for uh, yep. for giving that one up. I uh, I think maybe more more uh, more credit needs to go to the Pacers. So I'm going to say Pacers on Thursday uh, over the Bucks. Uh, I'll, say the I'll say I'll say I'll say rather bet Rivers for the Pacers. I'm not I'm not going to take the money line. Give me the points. Oh no, you're, you're, uh, you're yeah, taking them to win outright. Yeah. No, no, not not the money line, not the money line. Okay, yeah, really. yeah, I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha. you. Give me, give me the points. Uh, it says okay. four and a, it says four and a half. Give, give me the four, four and a half. half. All right, Gumby will take the four and a half. And the Pacers, their high scoring offense, to beat the Celtics. Hey, who's to say? Uh, they are definitely looking good right now. Sign up using your our link to get a risk free bet up to five hundred bucks. Plus, Gumby's pick he just gave you was risk free as well. Uh, just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet rivers at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash B-E-T-R-I-V-E-R-S. Problem gambling call. Winning hundred gambler. All right. Let's get to the main event of the show, which would be UFC Fight Night Song versus Gutierrez. Goes down this Saturday, 7 p.m. back in the cozy confines of the UFC Apex. We've got 11 fights. There's been a lot of moving parts, as we like to say on this fight card. Fights falling off. Fighters falling off. Fights getting put in, you know, pretty short notice, stuff like that. But, uh, as we record, we got six prelims. We're going to break down today the, the five main card fights tomorrow. Um, all right, prelims start at 7 p.m. on ESPN Plus. Um, not sure if it's on TSN up here or if we have to watch the whole thing on UFC Fight Pass or not. Uh, thoughts on the on the prelim portion of the card before we jump into it, Gumby? Any uh, any over arcing? Any story arcs? Any uh, stories about the lines or the matchups or anything like that that you're interested nah, in haphazardly put together that's pretty much mm -hmm. all i have to say about it hastily hastily and haphazardly just like our, our podcast right actually we, we actually we, we very actually more plan. than you see yeah, yeah we actually plan yeah but we, we make it look like we haven't planned that's the key um all right let's start off with a couple of debuting female fighters we've we've covered them before on this show because we are hardcore but um, could be a first time for some of you to have seen the fight. This will be at Strawweight. Three five-minute rounds. Heyan Dos Santos. She has another last name now. I can't remember. Who does she marry again? You Colton told me. England. Looked, 
Hayan Dos Santos, England. Where does he fight? What promotion? Uh, you know? he, he's fought in LFA a bunch, but he was on contender right. series. Okay, right, right. She's fighting Talita Alencar. Talita Alencar. So some Brazil and Brazil women's action we got here. Uh, we're going to tell you about Alencar. First, 4-0 with three submissions. This is her UFC debut. 0-0-1 on the contender series. Uh, she Yes, she found a way to... to uh, fight to a drop uh she's a multi-time world champion of brazilian jiu-jitsu uh she got outstruck in the contender series fight by 3.47 strikes per minute and she's at plus 135 dos santos 14 and 6 two knockouts four submissions she's been knocked out once submitted once this is her ufc debut on the strength of three straight wins and seven wins in her last eight uh she went 2-0 on invicta and was the champion there that was her last fight was when she won the belt 0-1 on contender series who did she lose to gumby uh denise gomes Denise Gomes uh, used to fight at flyweight and down at atom weight was regional champion inch height, four inches of reach on Alan Carr, five years younger, more active lighting strikes. And she also was outstruck on the contender series by her opponent by 3.2 strikes per minute. She's at minus 167. All right, break her down. So first of all, I, I this is, I'm just going to use this opportunity to plug women's atom weight again. Give me women's atom weight. That's yep. what high-end Dos Santos is, is she's an atom weight, and we're making her fight at straw weight. Give me the division she actually belongs in. She was, in fact, the atom weight champ. So uh, I'm still taking high-end Dos Santos. I, I think Alan Carr showed us something very clear on Contender Series, and that is her grappling, world-class. Out of control good, very, very, very good, and she's just not ready for the UFC at the same time. Uh, you can be that good at jujitsu and not ready for the UFC because for me, what it was is when she couldn't get the takedown, she was nothing. She she didn't belong there. Uh, she got pieced up on the feet. She didn't seem like she knew range well. Her wrestling wasn't particularly good. And the thing is, is Dos Santos is good on the ground herself. Like she got a ton of submission wins. She can defend herself down there, and she got hands. Um, it, she's also. I mean, not that it's um, it matters in this one. She's got a chin. She boxed with Denise Gomes for as much time as she did and didn't go unconscious. Like, that's pretty damn impressive because Denise hits like a truck. So I think, like, she's just going to, like, pick Alankar apart, dance around her, avoid the takedowns, and, and she should win this one pretty easily. Yeah, she's my pick as well. I really like the line on this fight. Far more experience, far more well-rounded, bigger, younger. Like, there's pretty much... You know, she checks all the boxes uh, for me here. So she is the pick. Um, all right, let's move over to the men's side and up one weight class. Flyweights, our boy, Tatsuro Tyra. He hasn't broken our hearts yet or disappointed us. He's fighting Carlos Hernandez. So Japan versus USA. Uh, we'll tell you about Hernandez first, nine and two with four submissions. He's been submitted one time. So he owes us some quick fights. Uh, two and one, I guess, two and one in the UFC, nine and one over his last 10. He did win his last fight. One known contender series, was regional champion, used to fight up at featherweight, so up two weight classes, an inch taller than Tyra, more active landing strikes. He's outstruck his UFC and contender series opponents by 1.1 strikes per minute. Pretty, pretty decent resume, still plus 400 on the board. So it kind of shows you what, uh, what we all think about uh, Tatsuro Tyra. All right, Tyra's 14 and 0, three knockouts, seven submissions. He's won four straight fights was a regional champion used to fight down at uh straw weight men's straw weight that's a rarity at least in north america and up at featherweight as well three inches of height seven inch uh, seven years younger excuse me than hernandez he's outstruck his ufc opponents by almost two strikes a minute he's at plus 1.97 better grappling stats than hernandez minus 560 don't like the odds but i gotta i gotta go with a tyra here he's uh hasn't shown 
any reason not to not to back him at this point um just you know real complete fighter um all that being said this is uh, probably his toughest fight he's had at least i haven't I haven't seen his regional fights but it's definitely his toughest ufc opponent and that just speaks to how good he is that he's still at plus uh what 560 so i'm oh, sorry minus 560 so tyrus effect yeah they seem to be moving out slowly and smartly here because he i mean like yep. a- any other prospect who they might be high on this guy would be fighting david dvorak by now or you know like somebody of that kin right and like uh, it makes sense. He's super young and it's a market they've badly always wanted to tap into, right? Like how often has the UFC tried to find that like next great Japanese fighter? They thought they had it in Taki Gomi and they just had it like way after the fact, right? Like Gomi yep. just passed his prime. Um, kid, but yeah, kid Yamamoto. Kid, oh, kid, kid Yamamoto. Yeah, they brought him in yeah. and he lost. Uh, was it Miguel Angel Torres beat the hell out of him? Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Um yeah, and Tatsuya Tyra might fit that bill. I think this is a great matchup for him because Hernandez kind of needs to grapple in order to look good all the time. I mean, he's got a little bit of hands, but like he's his best when he's using his submission game. You mentioned he's got all those subs on his record. And as we saw in the Alan Nascimento fight, he just, a high level grappler is going to beat him in his own game. And like Tatsuya Tyra is that high level grappler. I will say, if you're looking to make this like a little bit nicer, I don't hate like Tatsuya Tyra in the second round or Tatsuya Tyra oh, in the third yeah. round. Uh, cause, cause you know, Carlos Hernandez, people will see the first round sub to uh, Alan Nascimento. Two things. First of all, Nascimento way more aggressive than Tatsuya Tyra. Tyra's got some early finishes, but a lot of it is his opponent being aggressive. And two, Hernandez has kind of got decent submission defense. Uh, you know, he did lose to Nascimento by some, but it took him damn near the whole round. I think he could probably survive around here. And then you see Tyra turn it on in the second. Um, You'll probably find some like over, you know, like fight doesn't start the second round kind of props or something like that. Um, Because let, let's face it, nobody really is in on this money line. So uh, I'll take, I'll take Tatsuya Tyra though, for my official pick for the pod. Yep. For sure. Gummy's getting uh real degenerate picks here for you to try to make this, uh, make this tastier. Uh, do you agree? This is, this is uh, Tyra's toughest fight, right? Or uh, at least on paper. I mean, if the ones I'm thinking of, yeah, that I, I, I maybe have to pull up his topology page and like, look at it again to have any kind of real confidence in my statement there, but I don't remember anybody else looking decent against them. So yeah, I mean, like I, I mean, I, I just said to you, I thought Carlos Hernandez could make it to the second. That pretty much already says he's the toughest. Test. Yeah. No, it, do you think it's the UFC? This is not like the UFC at all. Um, booking a guy slow, especially at flyweight. Do you think it, it's more his, his management that's, that's doing this or, or do you think the UFC is actually. No, cause I know that I know his management quite well. I've dealt with his management on more than one occasions. They represent like over a hundred UFC fighters yeah. uh, and all of them get handled differently. So I think a lot of that's up to like coaches and fighters. I, I think this is the UFC cause the UFC, a lot of what the UFC does when you're talking about like matchmaking and like babying people is not always giving them the worst guys in the division on repeat. It's giving them guys who, who uh, it's giving them guys who are good at the things that they are also good at. You know, like they're they're giving a guy who's a great grappler, a grappler, uh, which is really smart to do. It's kind of like what they're doing with Patty Pimblett. Are they babying Patty Pimblett? No, but they gave him Jared Gordon who can box a little bit and usually likes to wrestle. Uh, and then they're giving him us like shell of guys as he moves up further and further. Right. Or, you know, they gave him Luigi Vendramini and they gave him this one and they gave him that one. Like they just kind of 
found people with styles slightly up the rung of the ladder that are similar to him. And I think that that's what they're doing here with Tyra too, is they're just babying him and like flyweight's just a harder division to find ways to baby you up the ladder. Yep. There you go. Well put. Uh, I figured we need some extra Tyra talk for our, our discord. I, I think everyone's in on Tyra in the discord as well. So, all right. Uh, before we move on, let's let's do some more talk about uh, our friends at Underdog Fantasy, the good old folks at Underdog Fantasy. Uh, they have a way for you to play along with your favorite fantasy players all season long. That would be NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football, even MMA. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. You got Underdog Play for today, Gummy? You did an Underdog article for today. You want to steal one from there, or what do you want to do? Oh, I'm not going to steal one from there, but I will tell you, uh, come Sunday, I like uh, CJ Stroud's uh, higher than on his passing yards. I see it at 256 and a half right now. Yeah, give me give me 256 and a half for CJ Stroud. All right, there you go. Watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to 100 bucks. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And we are brought to you by Game Time, a place where you can spend some of that hard-earned one money on tickets, last-minute tickets, the best deals to the concerts or any any kind of event. MMA, they have MMA. I've searched there for MMA. They've got it all because Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more, a.k.a. MMA. The Game Time guarantee means you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or end row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Game Time tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Download Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms of, uh, apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for 20 bucks off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I was going to buy the kid and my wife Red Hot Chili Peppers tickets, but they're like one seventy-five a piece for like nosebleed back row on <laughs> out outside un, uncovered. Like there wouldn't be a roof over them. You know, like uh, or grass for one hundred and ten. Like I can't spend three hundred and fifty bucks for uh, tickets. Maybe game, maybe game time will have deals later on. We'll see. Those Chili Peppers don't they have enough money by now, Gumby? Aren't they supposed to be like punk guys that don't want money? You would think so, but don't they also have like nine opening acts every song they do it now too? Like, yeah. did I see Kid Cudi's opening for them? Like, yeah, not, Kid, not up here, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Kid, Kid Cudi's got to get paid, my man. <laughs> it's true, it is true. All right, let's uh get back to the MMA. We're going up a couple weight classes and back over to the women's side. This is a women's bantamweight about Stephanie Egger from Switzerland, right? Yes. Yes, versus Luana Santos. Um, all right, we're going to tell you about Madame Egger. First, eight and four, three knockouts, four submissions. She's been submitted twice. Three and three in the USC, loss, win, loss over her last three. She did lose her last fight via submission. Oh, one in Evicta, used to fight up at Featherweight. She was a judo world champion and a multiple time grappling champion as well. An inch of reach on Santos, better grappling stats than Santos. Uh, she Agar has been outstruck in the UFC by 0.15 strikes a minute, so barely. It's pretty much a push there on the feet, and she's at plus 118. Santos, 6-1, one, one knockout, three submissions, never been finished in a fight. 1-0 in the UFC. She won three straight fights, the last two via finish. Use fight up at, or sorry, down at flyweight. So we have a featherweight versus a flyweight uh, in past lives. 12 years younger than Agar. Striking stats better than her, and she's nine times more active playing strikes, but she fought Juliana Miller in her only <laughs> UFC, UFC fight. So 
these stats are skew- are skewed. She outstruck Miller by 10.58 strikes <laughs> per minute in that fight. And it showed that that, that that number is not a number that's surprising. And she's at minus 148. That may be surprising. I'm not sure. We'll let Gumby tell you first. Can I just tell you what extreme kind of uh, competition level talk we have to be having in order for you to contextualize your stats? Because you're usually just like, a, nope, these are the stats, guy. You might as well uh, like listen to my stats. Jim, and this time Juliana you're like, Miller has become a, a punching bag on this podcast, sadly. <laughs> I, I feel sorry for, are, sorry for the girl, but it's true. I'm sorry. These are Juliana Miller stats. Because um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Rogan, Rogan Walker is not around anymore, so. Uh, is she not? They might get yeah, Maybe she is. Who, who knows? <laughs> um, I'm going Edgar here. I, I think... Uh, me too, buddy. Yeah, I think uh, dog buddies. I don't love Luana Santos going up in weight. Uh, I also don't like what I've seen out of her when she's been forced to grapple for any amount of time on the regional scene. Like when she's been forced to like have to like grind out a fight. Um, and actually, one I'm thinking of that she didn't grind out. She fought Jenna Bishop. Uh, you remember we've talked about Jenna Bishop a few times. LFA. Yeah. Uh, I think she's in Bellator now, and she's fighting some pretty high level uh, ladies in Bellator. She also fought this girl Leska Souza. Um, I think it was in LFA. She fought Leska Souza, and same thing. Like she just got kind of put up against the cage for a while, held there. She tried to make head and arm throws, which I feel like won't work against Stephanie Edgar. And she <laughs> Women's like MMA. Love those head and arm throws. And actually, she's oh, gotten dude. two submissions from like Scarfold when she lands the head and arm tra- or a throw, and the, the little yeah. like key lock with your legs. Um, and, and so like I just don't think those things work really well against Edgar. I think Edgar is also kind of a grinder. I like her better at this weight class. Um, and I think if she can like tire out Luana Santos and just kind of survive the early submission attempts, if it does wind up on the mat, I think she'll be fine. I, I think, you know, put her up against the cage, force her to dirty box a little bit, wear her out. She looked tired. Like I said, in that Waleska Souza fight, she looked tired in the Jenna Bishop fight. I, I could see, uh, Stephanie Edgar tiring her out here and, you know, at plus money, why not? Yeah, the size and the strength, I think, is going to be an issue here. And um, like you said, the, the grappling. Uh, she's going up against the world-class, a world champion uh, grappler. Um, so, yeah. Plus, Who has been submitted kind of a lot, though, to be fair. I know. It's true. <laughs> Lana Santos is not going to submit her, is she? You think? I don't think so. I think that's her only path to victory, though, to be candid. Yeah. I don't think her, her boxing is as good as Eggers. She looked real she, I mean, she looked fast against Juliana Miller. Uh, but like, if you go back and you watch any of her LFA fights, she's like usually, she's usually the slower of the two fighters on the regional scene. So like, I, I don't yeah. think she's faster. I don't think she's a better boxer. I don't think her wrestling's particularly good. I think her gas tank's kind of questionable. Like, I, I think this is a good spot to hit an underdog who's just like ran into tougher competition so far. Yeah. Um. All right. Very good. We're both in on the same dog. I'm actually in on on uh, a few dogs this week. Gummy. Uh, quite a few, not, not, not an overwhelming amount, but, but quite more than usual, more than someone named chalks should be in on, I guess <laughs> is what we'll say. All right. Next fight. We already broke this one down. Um, a few shows ago, but in case there's new listeners, we'll, we'll do it again quickly here. It would be a rescheduled men's lightweight belt. Steve Garcia pulled out of the last belt. Was it illness? Is that what happened? They said, After? they said illness, but if it's a day before weigh-ins, you sort of have to yeah. ask yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's always I, how I, I guess technically um, it would make sense if a fighter gets sick because they're depleting their body and stuff. But I always just expect it's, it's weight issues. None. Yeah. It's not yeah, really, quote unquote illness. It, it's, it's a uh, weight re- cut related illness. So keep that in mind. He will be going up against Melquizal Acosta. 
USA versus Brazil. Featherweight belt, uh, run over their resumes quickly. We got Garcia, the meme machine. He uh, didn't have any illness until he was on Gumby's podcast two weeks ago. Just thought I would mention that. It's a fact, though. Correct? He did not have any illness before that. And he, he, he did sounded, after that. He sounded <laughs> fine when I talked to him. He, he did. He <laughs> sounded fine. And then Gumby got in his ear holes and boom, look what happened. All right. Um, who are we going to tell you about? We're going to tell about him. A meme machine, 14 to 5, 11 knockouts. One knockout. Uh, he's been knocked out once, submitted once. Four and two in the UFC. Two straight wins. Three of his last four. All the wins out of those three have come via TKO. He's fight down at Bantamweight, up at Lightweight. Uh, one no contender series, five and two in Bellator. So he's quite experienced at the uh, high level because Bellator is high level. Gummy's been trying to bring Bellator back this episode. The man who hates Bellator keeps talking about Bellator like it's really a thing still. Um, 2013 was Garcia's pro debut. Two inches tight, four inches of reach on Costa. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by a very good number, 2.24 strikes per minute. Very impressive considering how hard he hits two. Uh, he's at plus 215. Milk Coffee is Costa's nickname. 20 and six 20-6 seven knockouts six submissions knocked out once submitted twice one and one the ufc three and one over his last four including winning his last fight used to fight down a bantamweight up at lightweight was a regional champion four years younger than garcia better striking stats more active landing strikes he's outstruck his opponents by even better number than garcia plus 2.58 strikes per minute very impressive minus 278 gumby you picked costa last time i last minute i changed garcia um now that i've got to think more on it i'm going costa as well yeah, I, I think you got to take Costa, especially after somebody had trouble with weight cut, if that yep. is in fact what he had. I mean, I already thought Costa was kind of a bad matchup because I thought he wouldn't stay down if Garcia shot the takedowns. And I don't think you can knock him out because he's a shoot-the-box guy, and I don't believe those guys can be knocked out. Uh, so I like I already think he's going to put a pace on Garcia. Uh, and now, can Garcia match that pace for three rounds knowing he's at issues? And granted, they are going up a weight class from last week's about but I don't know necessarily that that's good for Garcia either. Uh, oh yeah. This is that, lightweight. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Being that like, he's not like a super ripped featherweight anyway. So like, is that the best thing for him? I don't know. It might just make Malky's all cost even stronger. So uh, yeah, I, I'm going with Malky too. Just to give us a little more insurance. Can you interview Garcia again this week? Can you squeeze I, him in? Uh, he's, he's not on the show this week. That, that, uh, if you're listening to this, it probably all dropped at the same time. You can get the, the Top Turtle MMA podcast with somebody we will talk on tomorrow's show. Oh, boy. He's he's teasing us with that. Okay. Um, we're agreeing with everything thus far. Let's see. We're going to go do flyweights again. Uh, I got a good flyweights. feeling about agreeing on this one, too. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the line kind of, the line kind of, uh, kind of, uh, yeah, belays that fact. Uh, the line, Keon... not the chin. Huh? <laughs> the the line yeah. kind of gives it away, not the chin. Yeah. I think the chin <laughs> gives it away. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> young Sung Park from South Korea versus Shannon Ross from Australia. They are both fighting in Las Vegas, though. Um, he's Australian, but his nickname is the Turkish Delight. He's 13 and 8. That would be Ross, sorry. 13 and 8, seven knockouts, one submission. Knocked out four times, submitted once. 0-2 in the UFC. He's lost three straight fights and one only won one of his last five. One and four of his last five. All of his losses have come via finish. So there goes that idea about, about the chin. He's not won a fight since November of 2020. However, he does have a, a full mantle. He's got multiple regional championships on his. Mantle. Correct. The shirt at slash store. Used to fight at Bantamweight, as every flyweight pretty much has. Uh, 2010 was his pro MMA debut. More active landing strikes than Park. He's outstruck his UFC opponents, which is impressive, by plus 2.35 strikes per minute, despite losing all those fights. 
Oh, actually, uh, yeah, he's 0-2 in the OCS, right? He's at plus 430. Uh, Peace of Mind Park. There is a nickname for you. 8 no, Three knockouts, four submissions. He's been uh, 1-0 in the UFC. He's won seven straight fights via finish. He was the road to UFC champion, also regional champion. Inch height than Ross, six years younger. Better striking stats, better grappling stats. And he's outstruck his uh, road to and UFC opponents by 0.89 strikes per minute. He's at minus 590. Obviously, peace of mind. I have peace of mind picking him here, Gumby. Yeah, it's an easy pick um, for two reasons. Number one, uh, Shannon Ross has no chin. Like, he just gets touched and he's out. Uh, and that does not get better, having been knocked out two or three times in a row at this point. Um, I don't think Young Sung Park is, like, some sort of amazing striker. I actually like his jiu-jitsu game quite a bit more than I like his striking. But I, I when, in prepping for this episode, I went to go look at props, and I was like, I bet you Young Sung Park's KO prop is kind of sneaky because he's a submission specialist who would pick him right. to win by knockout. Shannon Ross's chin is so bad that this submission specialist by knockout is only plus 120, and it's the most wow. common outcome. It's Ooh. the it's even higher than his sub prop, and he's better at submission. <laughs> so, like that just shows you what's happened to Shannon Ross's chin. Uh yeah, it's it's Young Sung Park here all day. All right, there you go. We agree. Can we make it a clean sweep? We're gonna go to the main event of the prelims. Kenan Song versus uh from China versus Kevin Jussier from France. And this is three five-minute rounds at Walter Waite. Uh Song 20 and 7, 20 7, nine knockouts, eight submissions. He's been knocked out four times, five and three in the UFC. He's won one of his last three and three of his last five. That sounds better. Uh did win his last fight. Used to fight up at middleweight, has missed weight before. Uh, he's been outstruck in the UFC by 1.46 strikes per minute. And he's at plus 116. Air Jussier, nine and two, four knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once. One and only UFC. He's won four straight fights in seven of his last eight. He's won two straight via finish. Regional champion. Used to fight at middleweight as well. Two inches height, four inches reach on Song, and he's three years younger than him. More active landing strikes, better grappling stats. However, he got outstruck in his UFC de- debut by 2.08 strikes per minute. He did win though. He's at minus one forty three. All right, go ahead, take us home. Ah, uh, is is it me? You're, yeah, you're, you're next. Me. I just tuck Young Sung. All right, fine. Air Air Jussier is my pick. Bigger, younger. Think he's a better fighter. Um, checks all the boxes for me over uh, Song Kinan. So he's. My I, pick. I was actually worried you were going to be different than me on this. I'm taking Jussier okay. too. Uh, I I am a little bit worried because Song Kinan's uh, looking at his record leading into this sort of deceptive how hard his strength of schedule has been he's fought like you know ian gary max griffin uh you know alex morono you know like those are good dudes to be on your record now granted he lost all of them but i I think the big thing for me is like juice is just like he's really strong he's good in the clinch you know you mentioned he was being outstruck in that fight but what was it cal lauren he fought yeah. yeah, he did get outstruck by Cal Lowren, but like it didn't look like Lowren was hurting him the same way he was hurting Lowren. And with Song Kanan, you know, his last two losses have come by knockout, being brutally knocked out by Ian Gary and being brutally knocked out by Max Griffin. Turns out it doesn't do good things for your chin. Um, <laughs> no. And I'm not saying Juice is like going to be for sure knocking him out here. But, like, he's a guy with a ton of knockouts on his record. And Song Kanan is kind of the guy they seem to feed two prospects when they want them to get a big win, right? And it's blown up in their face once or twice, right? Like, was it Rolando Bedoya? He, like, sort of surprisingly beat. 
like it's it's blown up in their faces once in a while, but like I don't think it blows up here with Juice. I think he lands a big bomb here and, and puts him to sleep. Oh, you got another prop for you. You're Perhaps. you're hinting at a lot of possible prop plays tomorrow. There's right? a there's a lot of KO possibility on uh, this guy. I mean, those last three fights would not be surprised if every single one of them ended with a KO. We just had a finish heavy card. Are we gonna have two in a row though? That's the thing. It, mm, not no, there's some fights. It, there's some go to distance fights here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> not not that one. Um not that there's like a pattern here or anything like that. Sometimes uh you get fight um finish heavy cards, sometimes you don't. All right, that's uh as I'm stumbling my way to the finish line here. Let's finish it up. Uh we agreed on everything. So here are our picks. And we're at what I think 62% overall when we agree with each other. So we're pretty good when we hit consensus. Yeah, 61, uh, 61 this year, 62 overall. So all right, recap Jussier. We are in on as I get my screen back up here. Uh Jussier, Park, Costa. Egger, Tyra, Dos Santos, right? That's right. What's your favorite pick of those? Oh, if you we only save pick that. one. We save that for tomorrow. All I right. mean, if I could only pick one, Tetsuya Tyra. <laughs> like... All right, of course, our boy Tetsuya Tyra. All right, uh, get in the Discord, and we'll uh, maybe you can uh, press Gumby for more more info on his picks. Um, he the Discord would be sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord the twitter would be sgpn mma you can also get us hit us up at gumby vreeland and jeff fox writer you can also hit me up with that handle on instagram uh gumby's got top turtle mma podcast he hinted at who's on it next i don't know if he wants to come right out and tell you or or if it's, you're going to leave it up in the air for who's on your show this week no we got jamie malarkey uh who's fighting on this card and then i uh i dipped into lfa on the 15th i believe is the fight card in lfa and i'm talking to a very exciting flyweight prospect opney pagoa okay very good easy for you to say that name gumby Get, get your uh, you struggled get with your, it before. We, we talked about him before. Did, did you get uh, your co host? You should have had your co host be in, in that interview and, and try to say that, <laughs> say that name. That would have been fun. Oh, he Anyhow, killed Jusay this little... week, though. Get yeah, shout, shout out to the to, to Shockwave Dave, uh, saying Kevin Jusay perfectly. Oh, yeah, Shockwave <laughs> yeah. Dave, good, good man, not me, uh, uh co hosting or um driving that ship so it's probably a plus for a lot of you people listen to top turtle uh if you do for some reason like my stuff i'm at moneymma.substack.com get in there get a subscription you get a free subscription uh, and at least enter the pick'em contest for free one of our friends from the discord won the last pick'em um why am i blanking on his name uh pleasant rob rob the pleasant man won our last pick'em so there you go real people actually win the contest and get prizes from me so uh get in there and of course you can uh, read all of our stuff and get all of our discounts and listen to all of our podcasts and win all of our contests over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com and our patreon don't forget about that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash patreon okay we're gonna be back tomorrow we won't be hasty or haphazard we'll be back fully prepared for the show uh it'll be myself me machine jeff fox as as, uh, as well as boy i'm really struggling here milk coffee Gumby Reeland. Lucky we are not recording another episode now because I'm having trouble talking. Lucky we're done for the day. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.